Hello, I'm Rupert Soskin. And I'm Michael Bott. And welcome to a Prehistory Guys podcast. Before we begin, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We do hope you enjoy it. Most of our podcasts are free for all, as are the majority of the videos that we make. And as I'm sure you know, they're only made possible through the support of the good folk who have chosen to become patrons of ours through the Patreon crowdfunding platform, who get to see and hear all the good stuff, of course. If you enjoy this show and the other work we do, please consider joining them and becoming a patron of the Prehistory Guys. You will make a difference. The more support we have, the more content we can produce, and the better we can do it. It's as simple as that. Go to patreon.com slash theprehistoryguys for more detail on how you can help us out. In the meantime, back to the show, which is... About a new discovery in the very home city of London. Yeah, it's one of those where a rather spurious headline came... (laughs) dancing across our timelines. And we seem to be quite astute at spotting these, don't we? Uh, All the more so since they seem to be providing quite a rich source of um, information and uh, interesting discoveries, shall we say. Well, well, the the headline that I found almost made me put my grumpy hat on. (laughs) Um, And it it was the Daily Express who said... Journalists have said that London is, uh, no, I've written that, is that uh, London is 3,000 years older than previously thought. Yeah, well, that sort of headline uh, should um, uh, prick your ears up a bit, shouldn't yes. it? Whoever you, you found yeah. a good one, though, didn't you? Well, I found uh, a, a good one. I mean, even The Independent wasn't far away from that. The Independent mm. said, New Discovery suggests London's story goes back more than 3,000 years longer than previously thought. Yeah. Okay, but top prize for getting it absolutely all in there must go to the Daily Mail, who said, Neolithic dirty dishes dug up in Shoreditch High Street were used by London's earliest East Enders, who feasted on goat, beef, lamb and dairy products 5,600 years ago, new carbon dating technique reveals. (laughs) That was just the headline. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's quite impressive. If they had just left out the uh, London's East Enders bit, you know, as if finding something in London actually meant that anything remotely <laughs> resembling a city or anything actually oh, I, existed. I, I, no, no, I, f- fair enough. I think I'd go there myself if I was writing a headline would you? You know, for one of our things on would YouTube. You? Yes, I would. The, yeah, you see, that's yeah. just dirty. That's just but, dirty. Yes, but he did do the honest thing with the, you know, getting the word Neolithic in there. And, he and, did. And, yeah, he did. Getting yeah, carbon dating the, in there. That's top, top yeah. notch work, that is. No, for the Daily Mail, it's almost astonishing. <laughs> yeah. Actually. <laughs> anyway, 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 moving on. Well, moving that headline's on. sort of given the whole game away almost, hasn't it, really? Well, so- kind of, except that this is all based around uh, a, a new technique for dating mm. that has come from... The, the team is actually headed by uh, Professor Richard Evershed at mm. uh, the University of Bristol's School of Chemistry. And they have pioneered a new technique where they can extract uh, lipids, basically, fats, animal fats, so, you know, uh, um, milks, whether it's cow's milk, goat's milk, sheep's milk, you know, or even meat, Mm. uh, 
from the pores of uh, the insides of, uh, of pottery vessels. Yeah. So this new technique means that you can take pots from pretty much anywhere and date them to a, a level of accuracy that has just never been possible before. It's yeah. um, it, it's just really exciting. And that but, that really is the story lurking behind these mm. uh, these headlines. Uh, less of. Uh, you know, uh, the history of London being thrust back uh, 3,000 years. Mm. Uh, this is much, much more about, um, uh, uh, well, science in archaeology yeah. taking another well, leap forward. Do you know forward. what? Should, should, we, should we get the, the, the kind of the local archaeology out the way? Because it's yes. kind of irrelevant. Um, yes. In a, that's wrong. It's not irrelevant for the people who are doing <laughs> this. But it's, no. it's, the thing is, it's, it's not broadly applicable. That they've uh, in Shoreditch. It's a site in Shoreditch where they've come across a. Uh, it's not just a midden. I mean, it's basically a big rubbish tip, um, which they estimate could be about twelve meters across. Not a but votive pit. Found, not well, a votive pit. Not well, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they but they've discovered there were four hundred and thirty six fragments of pottery that they excavated, and they reckon that they are roughly 24 separate vessels that are okay. smashed up there. Um, and so that's it. it. It's this site in Shoreditch where they have dug this stuff up. Uh, so mm. the archaeology there is going to be very exciting. It'll be nice to see what comes out of there, even though it has... Well, we're talking as if uh, people would know where Shoreditch is. North um, London. You know, north East London. Well, in fact, if we're going to be honest it's not really even north north london it is just on the north side of the city of london which is okay. right in the very heart of london yeah um so it's uh, you know it, it's it's well south of places like walthamstow and hackney so yeah i thought it was part of hackney it's a southern part of well, the uh, borough of hackney, hackney. borough um, of hackney yeah, yes yeah. Uh, but the point is shoreditch you know the earliest mm. parts of london uh, we are mm. told anyway um, were on the thames if there was mm. anything existing at all uh, in the time we're talking about back in the neolithic uh, we suspect it would have been along the river and this would have been a completely separate settlement from anything down there on the thames because this was on its own uh, river you know about two two kilometers north of the thames we know the thames was quite a lot wider back then but I'd, i would need to check back a lot to see quite how much wider yeah, yeah, it was then. Yeah, you know. And we're told that Shoreditch in those days was a bit of a marshy meadow. But but enough of the locale. What's important yeah. about this is what um, what Richard Evershed and his team. Uh, Richard Evershed, he he was thinking about this as a technique. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, over what twenty years or something like that. Yeah, and but this it, is the first time it's been used. I think is that yeah. not the case? That's well, why it's he unusual. he he said that it wasn't until they could uh, that they installed their own carbon dating unit yeah. that they were actually able to uh, to really do this. Now that yeah. you know, you, you just toss that off as if it's a nothing. They've installed their own carbon dating unit. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it, it, can you imagine? It must have been amazing for him to, you know, oh, finally you know, twenty years of work and suddenly, you know, ring, ring, the, ring the bells. Well, the the background and the context to this is, of course, um, pottery before carbon fourteen dating. 
um, pottery itself was the principal manner of of dating. Yeah. Um, there was a whole established uh, uh, taxonomy of pottery types, uh, you know, beaker, groove, um, linear band ceramic, and my lexicon has run out there because <laughs> there are various <laughs> sorts of beaker and you yeah. know, various sorts of groove. That's, uh, even found out a few weeks ago there was Ronaldsway pottery from the island. I Man. didn't ever know about that beforehand, no. <laughs> anyway, it was the typology of pottery that um, was scaled so uh, it was a, a short, you know, could be used as a shorthand or an easier way of uh, approximating uh, dating. Yeah. And then when C14 uh, came in, that went out um, the window just a bit because C14, you can't C14 the uh, do a, a radiocarbon dating of pottery itself. Mm. Um, uh, you depend on organic materials such as bone and uh, charcoal, etc., for that. Yeah. But the, the um, but the exciting thing about this is that pottery comes right back centre stage again, being able to extract the lipids, as you say, mm. from the, what's been cooked in it as organic yeah. as organics. And be able to do the radiocarbon dating uh, on that. Uh, yeah. It's uh, quite uh, quite spectacular, and it's uh, anticipated it'll have quite an effect. It's wonderful how you know in in making sure that they really did have this right. They tested stuff from sites all over the place, from Britain yeah. and Europe and Africa, sites yeah. that when the dating was known with great clarity. So no question, this is this is the age of this site. So yeah. they then took, um, you know, bits of, uh, of ceramic from these sites. Catalhoyuk. And, date, um, and dated them. Sorry, what did you say? Catalhoyuk was one of them. Yes, they did, uh, yeah. And sweet, so, sweet track. In some uh, indeed. Sense, I think yeah. was one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dating, you know, using their techniques to date the pottery and making sure that yeah. they actually correlated yeah, yeah. with what was already known. And yeah. uh, it is uh, amazing, really, that, uh, that they've managed to uh, get this into a, a, a window of... They know they're accurate to a latitude of 138 years. And oh, yeah. over, uh, you know, over a period of like 5,500 years, that's uh, just... Fantastic. Oh, calling it to be able to date to within a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, the span of a lifetime. So I think it's a bit beyond us to go into the actual science, but uh, words like nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy and mass spectrometry. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, well, I'm just saying the words. <laughs> no, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. We're involved um, because the, 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 the facts have to be isolated and make sure that mm. they're they're the right basis upon which to do the the dating that's the key thing it's yeah. not extracting fats per se but getting the right fats if i'm mm. understanding this correctly anyway so a lot of work has gone into it um, well it's it's interesting if, isn't it that you look at the it's a marriage of techniques isn't it because yeah. to be able to establish that you're looking at fats from Cow's milk, sheep's milk, goat's milk. That means that all sorts of other tests, isotopic tests, and uh, you know, and you know, even potentially DNA, uh, mm -hmm. have been carried out. 
as well. So it, it is yet another example of the romping forwards of uh, scientific technology within archaeology. Yeah. It's just, I love it. I, I, I just love it. I'm just wondering how many apple carts may be uh, upset, <laughs> you know, whenever you get something new, a new perspective <laughs> yeah. on things. Uh, yeah. some, something usually gets... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> or somebody yes. might get yeah. <laughs> gets upset. How many how many petulant feet will be stamped? <laughs> I do wonder. <laughs> yeah. I think we've come to the limits of our um, ability to speak coherent um, words I, I about think, this. I think so, but it 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 also needs to be just put out there. Of you think what those potentials are when you if you can apply a technique like this to sites that are already, uh, you know, well-known, but the sites that are most ancient. So, I mean, Catalhoyuk is the, you know, you mentioned Catalhoyuk, but uh, some of the tells in the Middle East that we, we, you know, we know go back many, many, many thousands of years. You know, what will we be able to, what will we be able to... uh, discern from I, that. Do you know what? I, I bet you if, if it can be done and it's not too expensive um, to go back to um, stuff that's already been excavated or uh, analysed and that is it could have a profound impact on the chronology of say the transition, you know farmers coming over and displacing uh, yeah. hunter-gatherers uh, mm-hmm. in this country and coming across the Channel and up the Irish Sea and all that, and establishing, you know, what was the sequence of yes. uh, establishment of farming in this country from yeah. Mesolithic over to the Neolithic? If we're going to use those terms, <laughs> yes, indeed, yeah. indeed, indeed, because you you get the other aspects of that. That if you've got people travelling, depending on where they find any of these artifacts, that if you know if you're travelling with food. Well, cheese is a good food to travel with, isn't it? Mm. It's got Fair some news. legs. So if you could show from isotopic and DNA analysis that the cheese or the lipids inside this pot, so you find a pot in southern Britain and you find that actually that cheese has been uh, in somebody's sweaty pocket for, you know, wherever it came from. Maybe Polish cheese in southern Britain. Who knows? <laughs> who knows what? Who knows what might turn up? Oh <laughs> gosh! No. These questions and more will be answered. <laughs> Probably not by us, though. <laughs> no, almost certainly, no, no. Not until we get this carbon fourteen dating unit set up in my studio. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. on that bombshell, I think it's yeah. uh, time for us to. Uh, Thank you once more for, for listening and I mm. uh, hope you enjoyed that little update. I hope that brings a little bit of clarity to uh, London being 3,000 years older than it was previously thought as well. Mm-hmm. All right, till the next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Cheers, folks. Bye bye.